Hello and welcome to the Believe Crew podcast. The business is you. I'm Jamie White, founder of Believe Crew and your host. Let's jump right in. Welcome to the podcast. Today I have Andy Wines with us. Andy, can you please tell us about your business and everything you do? And of course, I want to know, how did you get here? Where is here? Let's talk about that. Where, where is here? Why is that important to you? So here is in business, as a business owner, trying to figure it all out. What does an entrepreneur life look like? As a business owner, I, I jumped in. I, I was born into business. My, my father owns a business, my grandfather, great-grandfather, fortune generation, that kind of thing. So I firmly believe that, um, you know, they talk about now how your your, your family ancestry yeah. follows you within your DNA. So for me, it wasn't about getting here. It was, you know, I did a lot of things that weren't entrepreneurship along the way. I, I worked for corporate America. I worked for other small businesses. I joined the army. And and these things were, were stepping stones, but the whole time I was walking away from or, or avoiding, which was the inevitable, tr- inevitable truth, which was yeah. I'm going to be a business owner. I am I am unemployable. I, I don't want to have a job. A job is an obligation that I don't wish on me or those that have that, that like-minded mindset. So I, I've been here, and it, once I had the intestinal yeah. fortitude, the courage, the guts to lean into what I always knew in the back of my head, nice. then I fucking arrived, right? And there, there's there's a there's a difference there, right? So here I think is very interesting, um, just that that word, right? Because uh, today I'm here, but tomorrow my plan is right. to be over right. there or whatever direction you're going, right? Is is so from a mindset standpoint and also a physicality, yeah. like let's do it, you know. So becoming an entrepreneur was always in the genes, even if you were avoiding it, maybe not quite running away, but maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, subconsciously and consciously, I convinced myself for years I wasn't ready. That was it. Right. I had to have the capital. I had to have the business partner. I had to have the degree. I I, I, I had to have all these answers. But the, the fact of the matter is every journey right. starts with one step and you don't need to know where you're going to start walking. Right. It, Worst case scenario is you, you right. go the wrong direction. Well, at least you walked and you figured out you were going the wrong direction, right? In that that fight, flight, or freeze, mm-hmm. freezing gets you nowhere. To say I, I don't, yeah, it was a, it was a confidence thing. It was I had convinced myself I wasn't ready. It was all mindset. That's, That's incredible. All why the industry that you pick? When we say here, we say entrepreneur, and then also why the industry? Yeah. Well, the industry is junk removal again in my blood. Uh, my great grandfather owned a scrapyard. My father taught me at an early age how to take apart ferrous and non-ferrous metal, sort and separate, and then also take apart. We used to drive around the nice neighborhoods the night before trash day and, and um, find treasures you know, within within what they had, right? Whether it was things my dad could sell at the flea market, uh, you know, engines and motors that he could refurbish or you know and, and resell. It was metal we could scrap or hell toys and you know bikes and things like that. I got so. It was it was that I had that planted at a very early age, and then two days before Christmas mm-hmm. in two thousand eight, I got laid off like so many, and and then in two thousand nine, it's like well, it's January. I I was unemployed. My girlfriend left me. I'm a combat veteran, yeah. and I have no education. Well, what do I know? Well, I I have a van and a trailer, and I can drive up and down the northwest side of Milwaukee and start digging through trash in the alleys. That's, like, awesome. that's a start. That's awesome. That, that's it. That's how I right. So for now, people are like. 
you know, like I, I have the pod, I have a podcast, the Trash Talk Business Podcast, and like in, in that podcast, I talk about, oh, like look at what we got, mm-hmm. this is awesome, and we've done this, and people are like, oh, how do I get there? I'm like, well, start <laughs> digging through trash, right? Right, because if you're not willing to do that, right, the junk removal industry, people are like, oh, okay, should I buy a truck first or, you know, should I get my LLC? What should I do? I say, uh, mm-hmm. you should go clean some houses out. Clean out a couple houses. Do it for yourself. Work for somebody else. Yeah. Because if you don't like cleaning houses out, the rap and the brand yeah. don't yeah. matter. Like, so for me, it's like I was willing to dig through trash with the with the, the, the plan and, and really the hope because it was blind faith that I would find yeah. something of value, right? And it was in the, and it was in those hours and days and weeks and months by myself. I, I started to figure it out, you know, figure myself out. Like, okay, well, shit, you know, when you got a mortgage to to pay and 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 no way to pay it, you you got to you know, yeah, strap up them boots and get get to it. So, how did you end up with a franchise for a little bit? So I I came back. So that was so the the, the days of. Driving up in the alley, down up and down the alleys was two thousand nine. Later that year, I, I I utilized my my GI bill. I started going to college. I got a job working construction. I still do the junk rule thing on the side. It was always there. It was always hanging out uh, in the background. But then I you know got distracted by life. I got a, a corporate job, worked for waste management. I got married. I got deployed. I, I had a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got divorced. And as I'm grad, even before I deployed, I said when I come back, I don't want to work for anybody else the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I do the waste management thing. Uh, it's a, it's a fine company. I'm not going to talk shit about them. I learned a lot of stuff in two years, but I am not meant for corporate America. I was not put on this mm-hmm. earth to to play by somebody else's fucking rules. That's it, right? So, before I deployed, I said, okay, when I come home, I'm done working for anybody else. I'm going to do this junk mule thing. I got a couple shekels between my pocket, and and, and I'm going to make this a go. And as I'm doing my research, my business plan, I never thought about a franchise. I thought franchising was the worst idea. Uh, but then I considered it, and as I'm digging through, uh, and now I talk about the six buckets of business. But back then, I'm like, I don't know anything about marketing, right? Right. And and it, it wasn't totally true, but I I bought into this idea that hey, we're you know we're stronger together. Let's get into this franchise world. And I got uh, hooked up with a pr- franchise. Third month in business, we're the number one franchise in the country. Wow. Twelve, thir- thirteen months into business, um, a venture capitalist comes by, offers us the opportunity to co-invest and, and go into a bunch of locations and and from the day that i signed the franchise agreement three uh, not even three years later two and a half years later um i, I had 10 franchises across the country wow. so it was just you know yeah. taken off and then over time i realized their franchise is, is it's still a half-assed uh, uh, approach it's still corporate e. There's still rules. There's still brands. There's still people telling me what to do, and that doesn't vibe. That doesn't jive well with what I do. So I got I got out of the franchise world. Uh, I got involved in some other businesses. What it was UV light businesses, antimicrobial business, a rage room, young guns, right. uh, antidote media. Right? I had two year non compete, so I'm like, I'll just start a bunch of businesses, and that was awesome. And I learned a lot. Um, but towards the end of my two year nine compete, I, I fell back in love with junk removal. I'm like, you know what? I keep running away from this thing, yeah. but it's what I really, truly love doing. And I like to be part of, it allows me to develop complicated solutions or I'm sorry, simple solutions for complicated problems and, and, and our, our community needs it. Yeah. And, and now it's given me an, a springboard to train coach and mentor through my podcast and even now consulting 
individual owner operators to say, hey, you don't you don't need to be part of a franchise. You don't need to work for a company. You can do it on your own. The barriers to entry and junk removal are are very, very minimal, yeah. but that means everybody can get in. So how do you compete in your market, teach them the best tools, trips, trades, all that stuff with a huge emphasis on recycling and, and you know community re- responsibility and stewardship? Because the, the waste industry, the salvage industry, the sanitation industry, the junk industry, they, they all have negative connotation, right? Mm-hmm. So if we change the narrative to being frontline recyclers, well, n- now we're right. onto something, right? Right, because, shift it to a positive, right? Right, exactly. Like, hey, I'll take the things out of your house and I'm going to find a new home for them. And so not only do I do that, right, the goal here is in our four walls, here at Camel Crew Junk Removal, we developed the processes. We're doing it. I was I was downstairs a minute ago talking to my guys. All right, what do we do? What what are the jobs? What are, you know? How much of it's recoverable? All these conversations, you know, and and then I can come here in the afternoons and the evenings and, and record podcasts and talk to the rest of the world about how we can keep material out of the landfill, right? And then I do Young Guns, which I talk about business, and I do um, in the Idea Collective. I talk about the six buckets, and I'm writing a book, and it's like I just got so much I want to share with the world. Um, now that I found where I belong. That is so awesome. So what I'm hearing is that you literally get to step into your purpose. And what I love about it, not everybody gets that opportunity to step away from their business and then reevaluate and say, actually, I did like it. Everybody has the opportunity. It's a choice. I, I'll argue Very that, true. Right? Very true. They don't you take cho- you or make the opportunity. <laughs> yeah. They don't choose. Choose yeah. is a beautiful yeah. word. Right? Yeah. So for me, I used to choose to work 80, 90, 100 hours a week. I chose to work Saturdays and Sundays. I made right. that choice because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't establish boundaries for myself. And I worked a lot, right? Now, I didn't have a lot of money. My right again, it's one of those like I didn't have, a, I didn't have a lot of choices back then, right? Like so, let's let's think this through, right? Like I made choices. I'm like, hold on, the more work I put in today, I'm going to see those returns over time. So I right. chose to invest my time in the business so that someday I could choose to not invest in business. The, the challenge is with a lot of entrepreneurs, they chose, they choose to be busy and busy doesn't take skill. Right, right. They choose to sit on social media. They choose to go to networking events that aren't um, in, in their best interest. They, they, they choose to take on projects that aren't fulfilling and they're mind numbing, right? Mm-hmm. So those are choices they make. Right, and now when you have no money and you have a lot of time, well, then you, right, you you make choices that are skewed. And over time, as you grow in your business, you collect more data, and then you start making data-driven decisions, and your choices are in line with where you're at today and where you're going, not where you were in the past and what you didn't have. Yeah. So I guess the thing that I wanted to kind of go back to though is when you stepped away from the business with that two-year non-compete because. I feel like some businesses owners could be doing well financially and then they have, like you said, a choice to make, like, do I just maintain what I have and stay where I am, even though I'm feeling like this isn't, how often do you believe um, purpose is sacrificed for maintaining? Well, you, you, you have to, you have you, you know, your purpose has to be, you have to be driven from purpose first, mm-hmm. right? Like, well, I think they are there. initially when they start the business and then there gets yeah. to be a point where it's, you know, it just feels like the same old, same old, like, is this where really, you know, when business gets boring is when it's making if some money and then you, yeah, 
Yeah, no, no. If you don't absolutely uh, enjoy the grind of business, right. then you're in the wrong business. Right, right. I mean, it's it, endure the hustle. The, the hustle, right? That's the, 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 the you're going up the damn mountain, right? You got to endure mm-hmm. that. You got to be like, okay, I'm going up this mountain, right? And then mm-hmm. I'm going to embrace the struggle because the closer you get to that peak, the, 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 the more complicated it becomes. Yeah. You're right? and, you, and, and you're not as naive as you were on the foothills. You, you, you learned some shit. <laughs> right. right? Right. And right. then, and then you have to enjoy the grind, the downslope. Like, okay, mm-hmm. we got that shit. But as you go down, guess what? There's another fucking mm-hmm. mountain. Mm-hmm. And now you got to mm-hmm. endure the hustle. You have to choose, say, okay, I got it going. So what you're telling me is people are like, oh, same old, same old. Well, they're not enjoying it. They're not looking, oh, this right. is fucking awesome. Look what we built. Oh, look what we got. Oh, that's kind of cool. All right. Oh, you know what? Hold on. Kind of getting bored. Oh, oh, oh. We got to get going. We got to go. It's time to go. And the thing is, if you don't, this world will swallow you up and spit you out. That's because they're they're, Yeah. Okay. Because there's these, there's these, these these uncontrollable forces called uh, the economy, inflation, uh, Mm -hmm. competition. If you're just Mm -hmm. on easy street, I see this all the time, especially in the hospitality industry. People are like, they, they, they get a bar. I used to work in bars for years. It's like, they get a bar, and they're like, all right, I, I remodeled the bar, and I, I put out a new menu, and I stocked the shelves, and you know what? As long as I as long as long I turn the light on every day and keep it clean, we got this, you know? Yeah. And it's like, well, well no, because then it gets stale, and it gets stagnant, and the same customers yeah. come in, and eventually they stop coming in because some other bar's got some other promotion going on, right? And then they're playing back. No, you got to keep it fresh. If, if you don't yeah. come in motivated to be like, you know what? I'm going to make this place better every day. In the military, we talk about this often, right? If you're if you're there, right, you have a fighting position. If you're not fighting the enemy and you're not resting, you're improving your fighting position. Those are your three options. Wow. You're actively engaged, you're resting, or you're improving your fighting position. The challenge is people are like, all right, good enough. Good enough. Let's go, right? And they're like, I yeah. work 70 hours this week. Well, how many hours do you really work? Yeah, My argument is you probably work 30. You were there for 70. Right. Hell, if I'm sitting here on my phone, right? I could be like, yep, look at me. 7 yeah. o'clock at night, still putting the work in. Let's see what TikTok has to offer us today. Right? right I'm not right. putting the work in. Right. right. I'm here. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so that's the challenge is you got to know where you're at mentally, emotionally, financially, physically, right? Within yeah. within yourself and your business to then make those data-driven decisions. Mm, I love that. Okay. So what are some of the things that you have found about yourself in the last couple of years, financially, emotionally, mentally, that you're realizing I got to take care of? Uh, rest and digest. Uh, I am down to a uh, almost two and a half day work week on my on my main career the business that makes me money i'm 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 really close it started with uh i'll say one day it was significant when i'm like i joined three years ago i joined a ceo roundtable and we had one day a month that we had our our roundtable right an hour here hour there that was pretty simple right all right i'm gonna go to one-on-one i'm gonna go to this whatever but when i had to commit one day right there's 22 and a half working days in a month I got to commit one of them. That's 5% of my month like that. 4% whatever wow. it ends up being 4%. Let's call it 4%. Excuse me. Um, four and a half percent. 
so now I'm willing to commit four and a half percent of my my month to working on myself. Okay, I can do that. Well, then I realized in, in, our, in our CEO roundtable met on Thursdays, and then it got moved to Fridays. So now every like well one Friday a month I can I don't have to come into the office, and I'm like, ooh, wh- what if I work from home one Friday and like work on the business, right? Right. Right, because if I'm the sales guy working networking events, it's like I'm still in the business. That's my job, right? right I'm building the right. business. I'm not hauling the junk, but I'm still very much alive and well in one of these buckets. Like that is my fighting position, you know. And then uh, um, when I started taking one day, I'm like, man, what would happen if I just put out of office on Fridays? Yeah. And I started doing that, and and it took a few months to be disciplined, and now my Fridays. Uh, I'd say one in one some one in four Fridays a month I come in the office. So this last Friday I came in, it worked out. I, I and I'm not 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 working, but I'm not in the office. Right. right? Like I did. Right. I did yes. a coffee. I did a coffee that was more. Um, I was actually buying from the person, not selling to them. I did a lunch that was just as much social as it was, uh, you know, social and personal, and just as much as it was business. Right. And then I had some obligations that that afternoon that I chose, but I could have chose not to. Right. Those were yeah. very. Right. And there were, and, and two of them were consulting based. Right. So that's my other business right now. It's now not the camel. Right. Um, but anyways, I was in my office here and I'm just working. And one of my guys comes up and he's like, and he doesn't look at my calendar. He doesn't know shit. He's like, Oh, I didn't think you were going to be in here. He's going to actually drop me, drop something off for me. And he goes, you're never here on Friday. Right. Right. Like he already knows they don't look at my calendar. They just know Andy doesn't right. come in on Fridays. Right. They also know I'm not on Mondays. I come in may, maybe Maybe an hour at most I'll, I'll spend on the business on Mondays because Mondays I, ten o'clock I have a, a standing call I've had it for three years now two years two years uh, uh, for young guns so Monday morning ten o'clock that's my first call I reserve eight to ten on a Monday morning for shit hits the fan right that's but awesome. ten o'clock I do young guns so I, I I dedicate the time to that right that's a side hustle and then I'm creating I got seven hours of content on Mondays I record. So Mondays are now my record day. So I'm working on the business. I'm working on, on my other businesses. Friday, I'm out of the office. Mm-hmm. Well, shit, I work Tuesdays. I work Wednesday. And at about noon on Thursdays, I, I start doing consulting calls for the afternoon, which mm-hmm. is not right. So now I'm down to two and a half days. It didn't happen overnight. It started with one day a month. Now I'm down to a place where I work 10 days a month in my business. And my goal, because I heard a speaker say this at Young Guns, shameless plug, that she works one hour a month, or sorry, one hour a week in her business. She has a one hour a week standing meeting in her business, and that's it. That's the only hour that she's in her business a week. And so I have that meeting. It's 8 a.m. on Thursday mornings. The goal is that I get down to that 8 a.m. or 10 a.m. We've moved around, whatever. That meeting once once a uh, a week, and that's the only meeting I have for the entire business. And I'm getting there. I, I I'm taking steps, and it's right. It's methodical. It doesn't happen overnight. So do you have what you would call like an implementer that is the next main person? Yeah. Go-to? Yeah. 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 This would not happen had I not hired our general manager, Ken. I just, I just promoted him now uh, to president. Mm-hmm. He will be taking over the company in the next 13 months. Um, so yeah, if we look at the, the entrepreneurial operating system from yeah. our good friends over at traction uh, right. and there's whatever, but they use the word visionary and yeah. uh, implement or is it implementer. They use the word integrator. I use the integrator. word implementer. Fine, there we go. Yeah. Fine, we'll call it whatever. Uh, dreamer and implementer, right? We don't want yeah. to get sued. So I'm the dreamer. I come up with the fucking ideas, but I need someone to execute. And yeah. in the execution phase, I need someone to challenge my perspective, challenge 
uh, my my uh, orientation, the way I'm seeing things, right? I can observe. Exactly. Okay, so I got to challenge, challenge my orientation. Um, mm-hmm. So then the decisions we make are consistent with where we're going, not just another fucking good idea that Andy pulled out of his ass. Yeah, I, I, I was the implementer for so many years and I love visionaries or dreamers so that they can have 10 amazing ideas, but nine of them need to be filtered. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I got 10 ideas. I got 10 ideas every day. I got 10 right. amazing ideas every day. Right. And it creates every idea, creates how much work for them. So I'm actually loving this idea that dreamers and visionaries, business owners get to take off a minimum of four months a year, even if like what you're saying is it starts with just one day. Like how can we get to the point where, and maybe the four months aren't consecutive. Maybe it's, you know, in days oh, of the week, you know, oh yeah, weeks no, of the year, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I don't, whatever the math is, well, this is how yeah. we do it. So this is how mm-hmm. we do it. I was working with um one, one of my uh, uh, coaching, not really client, whatever. She's in the idea collective. um, And she's looking at next year, right? And we already said, I said, okay, I start bottom line up front. How much money do you want to make? Well, this many right. dollars. Okay. So now we know how, how many dollars we want to make. Right. And then yeah. we figure out what's your billable rate, how many hours a week. Da, da, da. It's just fucking math. And yeah. I built the reverse it. I built engineering it. it. Fucking right. right. Well, to a certain extent, bottom line up front, how much money do you want to make? That's a good place to start. And then, yeah, yeah. to the, to, to that certain extent, right. Well, because now we're, we're going with the profit first mindset, right. Which is yeah. our, our good buddy, Mike Mahalowitz taught, teaches us. And, and then I say, okay, I'm building this on a 48 week work week. She's like, well, why is that? I said, well, you said you wanted two weeks of vacation. And at a minimum, the Christmas week and Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and the, or factor in 4th of July, right? I figured Thanksgiving, 4th of July, you're losing two, three days each, yeah. right? That's a week. Christmas, New Year's, there's a fucking week, right? Yeah, Memorial Day, Labor Day, whatever. And, and then and you're going to take, yeah. and you said you wanted two weeks of vacation. So mm-hmm. that's how it starts. Yeah. Right now we have the the confidence because we have the plan, we have the data, right? Data driven decisions mm-hmm. to say, okay, hold on, I can work forty eight weeks, forty eight hours a week. I'm sorry, forty eight weeks a year. Yeah, that's what it make yeah. the money. <laughs> well, here was her problem when we did the when we did her data. We were thirty five weeks into the calendar year. I recall this. I took her number of billable hours divided by thirty five. Mm-hmm. Simple hillbilly math. She worked on average fifteen point five billable hours a week. That mm-hmm. week. She fired five of her eleven clients. Wow! Because they were, she was giving away time, they weren't yeah. paying her what she was worth. The work wasn't exciting, right? right? So that's when you start to say no, and when you start yeah. to say no to one thing, that means you're saying yes to something else, right? Exactly. It start it is start stop continue methodology of change. When we say I'm going to stop this behavior, well, what are we going to continue doing? Right, multiple the time, multiply the time we're already. Or start doing, add something in that we haven't added in before, because now we've the, 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 this this inventory of time has become available. Because we're going to stop doing that. Yeah. Right. You just say, "Hey, I'm going to stop going on Facebook during the day." I noticed right. for me. <laughs> I noticed for me. I noticed this yesterday when I was shooting content and whatnot. When I get bored, but I have to sit here. So when the guys, when the camera, the guys in the camera, they're moving the lights around. What's the first thing I do? I go here. I start d- dead scrolling. Right. When I get bored, I go to my phone. It's it's crack. It's cocaine. It's like, oh, what's mm-hmm. going on? What's happening? YouTube, Facebook, check an email, look at a text message, reread some shit. Uh, re- I mean, sitting there reading PDFs like this, right? That I shouldn't be reading in the first place. Right, like, right. Yeah. Wait till I right, like hell, I, this, like this Saturday, I have two hours blocked off to write um, stuff on my book 
because I've been thinking about it and I know I have a homework due before Monday. Well, you know what? Hold on. Just block out two hours on Saturday and now, boom, it's allocated. It's out of my exactly. head. Right? My ADD kicks yeah. in. Well, we got on the calendar. We're good to hook. Yeah. Owning my calendar was one of the biggest changes for me to be able to have space to think. It's like, just put it on my calendar. If it's yep. on my calendar, I don't have to, I, I don't have to use up mind space thinking or worrying about the problem. It's like, I have, I have time to think about that problem later. <laughs> like, well, not like, quite, but well, yeah. I don't worry. And I don't right, And even, you know, I, you know, I hate the word thinking, right? Thinking it, 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 you're spinning your wheels. No, yeah. I have prioritized it. I mm -hmm. know that I have to get right. I, right. Wait, this is the thing, right? I know that I need to get this work done on my book so that my book comes out on time, right? So now I got buy-in. Right. I'm ready. I'm good to hook, right? I also know that I do my best work on projects like that when I have the time and space alone, yeah. when I'm not in the day-to-day. -day. Okay, well, that's good. I looked at my calendar. It's Tuesday. We're recording this. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'm fucking, we're, 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 we're running hard. I got a lot of stuff going on, right? Okay. Well, it's due on Monday. Okay, we'll yeah. put it on Saturday. So yeah. like two o'clock on Saturday, it's already on my calendar. It just says book homework. And then I take the, the Word doc. I didn't even read it. I looked at the email. I just put a little star on it. Yeah. There it goes. It's pinned. We got it. We're good. I've now compartmentalized it. And I feel yeah. good. I know I'm going to make mission. The challenge is the people that don't block. They're like, oh, I got to do this. And I got to do that. I got to do this. Right? It goes back to yes. what we talked about earlier. Being busy takes no skill. And I know that. I'm a, I'm a recovering, multitasking, busybody person that said, Give me an award for all the hours I ran around like a crazy yeah. man. And I still do it, but I'm recovering. I'm not in, still in recovery, right? <laughs> you're, you're being more productive with the hours that you're doing. I, I want to go back to what you said, though, about the word think that you don't love because I do thinking. love the word thinking. think. Okay, thinking. thinking and, okay. Thinking and think are different. Okay. Well, the, the reason I bring it up is because um, Mike Michalowicz also shared that entrepreneurs need to think of themselves as creating job creators and that think, I, thinking time is important, like creating, okay. but thinking you're, you're time. high acting, right? Your think time, you're from think to action is probably a very short, <laughs> which is not, right, which is always great, but, but, but hold right. on. But, okay. Okay. Here, here's where I'm at though. Thinking right as entrepreneurs, I don't have to sit and think like, huh, what wild harebrained idea. Let me sit here. No, and, <laughs> no. no, I'm, my brain is always spinning. So right. let's let's break this down, Barney. Right? I, I have eliminated the word thinking from my vernacular, right? And instead, I say, "Well, I'm analyzing data." Okay. Okay. Because the idea came in the shower, and you I, didn't have to think about it. Exactly. I, I am not short of fucking <laughs> awesome ideas. <laughs> right. Right. And terrible ideas. However, uh -huh. I need to analyze them. Yeah. Right. Because now once you start using the word analyze, you, now there's ownership. Now I have to get facts to back up what, mm -hmm. what what's already there. Right. As mm -hmm. entrepreneurs, you are, you're absolutely, Mike's absolutely right. We need time to qualify and disqualify all the shit in our heads. Yeah. yeah. So we need to analyze it against data points. I like that perspective. So I wanted to come back to it. I didn't want to, but I do see that you have, you know, very high action and it can probably be intimidating to some, but it's really you working in the way that you work best and it's how right. you're built to work. That sounds Doesn't like a them problem. Is. Yeah. It sounds like yeah, a them right? problem. Right. Exactly. I, you know, there's a yeah, lot I of people. I had empathy and compassion. No, I'm not. <laughs> there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that have pronoun issues. Uh, I've right. come to realize in my life. 
They right and and I and I write about this in in my book. I don't know if I made the final cut. Whatever, made it. Read the book. We'll we'll both figure it out together whether I made the cut or not. When is but your the book book? Uh, Q two ish. Um, nice. Not a hard find date because it's about quality, not quantity. It's all mm-hmm. about making sure it's it's right, not that it's fast, right? Whatever. Um, here, here's here's my point about pronoun confusion, right? People often are confused with their pronouns, right? So you say. Like, well, Handy, you know, um, it's a problem, right? Um, you have a problem the way you, you know, um, right. think too much, right? You have a problem. Mm-hmm. I don't have a fucking problem. Right, right. You, you have a problem with what I'm <laughs> doing. <laughs> That's a you problem. Right. Right? I, I had lunch today with one of my mentors, and what she says, she, we're talking about relationships. And she said nine out of ten times she has an issue with her spouse. It's she's the one with the problem. She's the one that came in without a great attitude. She's the one that's, I talk about halt, hungry, angry, lonely, tired, Mm -hmm. right? She's the one that wasn't expressing gratitude towards her significant other before the interaction. Well, it's like, okay, you're right. If you come in with that mindset, Mm -hmm. like this, like today, I I got mad at this car in front of me, right? I'm mad at an inanimate object, right? Um, and why was I mad? Well, because I chose to stick around work another couple five minutes, right. which now I had the perception I was going to be late to the thing I was going to. Right. So it right, wasn't was the, the car, car in front of you. That was a problem. Correct. I'm the problem. Mm-hmm. Right. Did, did the car sit on an intersection for three continuous lights and not go straight? Cause the light doesn't <laughs> trick and they could have hung a right and done a U-turn a hundred yards away and gone into the right. Metro Mark on 120th and Capitol. Yes, they could have. Those are facts. Right. Right. But, right. But, but mm-hmm. who, who was running late? Right. 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 Why but was it? Those are all facts. Those are all facts. Right. The facts are, yeah. What, what that, you know, had I been 30 seconds earlier, I wouldn't have been there. And mm-hmm. what, Right, so it sounds like a me problem, right? When you can yeah. say, "Oh, that sounds like a me problem," it, it, it right? It's, it is, um, be a, maybe there's maybe there's some fancy term in there like analytically uh, empathetic, right? Um, <laughs> You're reminding me of things that definitely like, like, hit home. So this right, is but like like fact like fact based empathy, right? Yeah, like because this is the truth, right? I I I um. Empathy is not a natural strength of mine, so therefore mm-hmm. I have to be very conscious of that, and then implement tools and procedures in place to understand other people and also be empathetic towards myself. Right? I don't have yeah. to be tough, strong, you know, masculine man twenty four seven. Right? I'm allowed mm-hmm. to have feelings. Um, the, the opportunity then is to have the feelings, feel the feelings, go through the feeling, and then be able to qualify those feelings with facts or disqualify mm-hmm. those feelings. Right. With facts. You're learning to use data for your feelings. I like it. Data-driven decisions. Analytical <laughs> empathy. Write that down. Analytical empathy. We're going to fucking trademark it. I'm going to make some money. Let's go. <laughs> That's great. I still want to know a little bit more about what you have going on in the future. All right. So book. Uh, just I'm going to do shameless plugs for the next like two minutes because that's Absolutely. what we asked for. All right. So I got a couple of things. I, I have the Trash Talk Business Podcast. I'm going to continue doing that. And that becomes the um, top of the funnel for my junk removal uh, consulting business. So I consult independent owner operators in the junk removal space, how to run their businesses better so that they, they can build a dream that they want 
and be environmentally responsible and build a sustainable business because a lot of small businesses get in, especially blue collar ones, and they work really, really hard. But if they work smarter, they can really build the life they want. They, they struggle getting out of the truck. And I've seen this for uh, my father for 30 years now. He's 66 years old. He still swings a hammer every day. His choice, but there's some there's going to be a day where he can't swing the hammer and his business goes his business dies with him. And so it works for him, but there's a he lot of He created a job owners. that he owned. He created uh, a job. A That's the thing. He mm-hmm. he built great. He built a he built himself a job, not not a not a business, right? right. He is the business. So and right. it works for him. Sell it at that point. No, there's nothing. There's nothing. And that, mm-hmm. and that's that works for him. The challenge right. is most people I talk to that get into business, their goal is to take a vacation someday, right? Or have the business make them income, right? Okay. So that's why I do the Trash Talk Business Podcast. I have a new podcast coming out. It's it's my way of sharing my veteran experience with the world. It's called Welcome Home. Very cool. The transformation from troops in boots to veterans in the civilian world. I'm really excited and proud of that because it really, it's it's not AFW do the fucking thing. It's more like, hey, let's talk about why we struggle and, and awesome. how do we show up every day, right? So Embracing the into, empathy, this is a good absolutely. growth opportunity for you. It, it really <laughs> is because that Andy, right? That, that, mm-hmm. that, um, uh, scarred child or whatever, right? That, that, that avatar, that person within me comes out there, um, more. And for me, it's very therapeutic. Uh, I do that with a good buddy of mine, Dylan Schleschler, who is a veteran counselor, just a good dude. Um, and, and he, we, we match each other's energy well, so we can talk about really deep and dark things in a very methodical manner, which is easy for me to understand and digest. And, um, the goal there is that it's also understand it is, you know, it's, it's simply, I hate the word easy, simply understood uh, by the listenership. And then, mm-hmm. and then let's talk about that, right? Eliminate the words simpler and harder from your vocabulary, right? That's all about yeah. the book that's coming out. Words fucking matter. Retrain your brain to use language that serves you. This book has been uh, a journey. I, I, I joked for years. I do bits. I got, I got jokes, right? I talk about thinking, talking, trying, all you're doing is lying, right? I got all these bits and I got these jokes and there are a lot of default fighting positions that work well as I'm explaining myself and understand the world around me, right? And because of that lack of empathy and social awareness and all that other shit, right? So I use these tools um, to understand the world around me. And and a year ago, I sat with a book writer and I said, hey, let's write this book called Hustle, Struggle, Grind, The 13 Lessons of Life. And after six weeks of weekly calls and doing an outline, it came down to a lot of what I talk about is the words that you tell yourself. The words that you mm-hmm. tell others, the words that you put up to the universe, right? It, it is a mirror. It's the reflection of those things that come back to be true. And so now the book is transformed into this book about words. And I'm really excited about it because, it, uh, you know, I was that imposter syndrome for years telling the joke. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm writing this in the book in, in my head. Well, no, now, now I'm putting pen to paper and I have put a lot of hours in this last year, hundreds of hours. And I'm really excited about it because... Um, you know, when, when we're dead and gone, I, 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 I did something. I, I right. have a lasting legacy. There's a legacy. I, mm-hmm. right, I have the opportunity to influence people, and, 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 and that's exciting to me. It's exciting yeah. that I've learned these things, um, and, and now I can share them with the world. And so words matter. Words fucking matter is exciting. And, and with all three of those verticals, the goal for me is simple. The three-part system for success or, or definition of success for me is I go places, I say words, and I never think about money. Yeah. That's it, right? And so financial security. 
So those three things over time, that, that's my that's my end state. And it's not a lot of money necessarily, uh, but the fact that the businesses are in good hands so that I have that 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 foundation mm-hmm. of financial security because we grew up poor, and when you don't have financial security, it's always in the back of your head. You're looking at the you're looking at menu prices. You're you're thinking twice about when the check comes. All those things, and, mm-hmm. and so it's important for me that I have that financial security. I provide that for my daughter and my family, and then I can go out to the world and really really shine and and say all the words. I love everything that you have on the table and it sounds like it's the perfect growth for you, right? And the perfect way to contribute for you. And I want to say thank you for the podcast that you're starting because as you know, my son recently enlisted and it, it could be, I I'm new to this as a mom, as a military mom. And I think there are so many out there that would love to, you know, have that empathy piece from someone that's been in the field. That's amazing. Okay. So before I let you go, is there anything else that you want entrepreneurs to know uh, that you want to share today? Here is the three-step process for the success in life. Uh, You know, this one, I came up with it at Young Guns event. I I, I put it all together, right? Because when you do these three steps, you will be successful in life. Here it is. Do the fucking thing. Put in the work. (laughs) Perform your craft. Be amazing at it. Do, do all the work that is necessary to get the knowledge and, and get the experience needed to be successful in the world, right? There's, there's your first step. Second step, tell the fucking world. Have, or you know, be proud in what you do, right? There's a difference between pride in yourself and proud in what you've done, right. Right. proud of what you accomplished, proud of what you learned. Go out there and share it with the world. Share that positivity with the world. Share that experience with the world. Share the knowledge with the world. The world needs more positivity and enlightenment, right? We live in dark times and and, and, in bullshit media outlets and and politicians and all this shit. Go out and share it with the world, right? The enlightenment era, we're on the cusp of it again. Let's fucking go, right? And then the third step, shut the fuck up. Oh, yeah. This is important. Tell yourself to shut up. Tell tell your your ego to shut up. Do the work, right? Tell your insecurities to sh- shut up. Tell the world. Be be proud of what you've done, right? And tell the people in the cheap seats, the people that don't invest their time, their effort, or their money into you, shut the fuck up. <laughs> your high school bully, the family member that said you're never going to be good enough, society that said you're not great. Shut up. And then go back to doing what you do best. Everyone was put in this world for greatness. Go out and find yours. Be unapologetic. Don't follow the social norms. Be you. When you do that, when you do that, not if, when you do that, you will be enlightened. And that no momentum. I wrote this earlier today to to someone I was, she, uh, she, uh, we were talking about getting up this morning and running and, and how often people don't want to get up and run. And I'm like, yeah, who wants to get up and run in the money? That sounds terrible. And so I, I came up with everything in my life is threes. I got to find this before we get off this podcast, right? Because, because that's how my, my brain works right here. I go, I said, uh, a little motivation starts the momentum to complete the mission. Yes. Yeah. Right. So motivation to momentum to mission, mm-hmm. right? In the military, we always joke false motivation is better than no motivation. A good attitude can move a mountain. Not an attitude alone. You need the momentum and you got the mission in mind. Yeah. 
If you're going to go do something, do it. Tell everybody once you've done it, right? It's important that you do these three steps in order, right? And when the world starts telling you what you can't do, I ain't got time for that. <laughs> I ain't got time for that. Move about your business and go yeah. back to doing the thing you do, mm-hmm. right? You, 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 you have to endure the hustle, that momentum, that, I'm sorry, that, that uh, 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 motivation. You have to embrace the struggle and you got to enjoy the grind. If ultimately yeah. you don't enjoy doing what you're doing, then stop doing it. Yeah. Get out of unhealthy relationships. Quit that bullshit job. Stop working on that craft that your family wants you to work on because that's what they want you to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I met a kid recently. His, he said, all I want to do is be a cop. That's all I've ever wanted to do. But my parents are afraid and they want me to go to, a, they want me to be an accountant. I'm like, well, what are you doing? He's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to school. I'm like, for what? For finances. He, I go, why? He said, you want to be a cop? He goes, yeah, but my mom and dad will kick me out if I if I go to school to be a yeah. cop. Yeah. Then get kicked out. <laughs> right? Right? What's the problem with that? Right. Done. Yeah. Right? Well, then I got to find I an apartment. Totally okay. Agree. Well, you yeah. got to get a job. Okay. Is it right? Well, start now. Don't Hey, like I talk about the kill zone, right? We're not even close to our final point. But I talk about the kill zone, right? When you're in the kill zone, you know you're already dead. You know that where you're spotted Every direction is a good direction. So for this kid, for example, it's like, well, I really don't want to go to school to be an accountant. Well, are you going to school to be an accountant? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is a good place. Let's not do that. Because at this point, everything is better than that. Even if you don't want to be a cop, right? even if that doesn't pan out, you know you don't want to be an accountant. Right. So does that mean you have to drop out of school and get a full-time job and get an apartment? Okay. Okay. I mean, let's think about people that get into bad marriages and they're like, well, I stuck around for 20 years and 30 years and then I, I got Do you get out a badge? And, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. What congratulations. Do you exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or people that stick around fucking terrible jobs for 30 years for that pension. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry about you. All right. Awesome. Good to talk to you. Appreciate you. Thanks, Jamie.